New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. Are you ready for another fun-filled show where we give you tons of great information and have lots of laughs and a good time? Well, we sure are. And we've got the wonderful Kathleen Trotter. She's been a personal trainer and Pilates specialist for 14 years. She makes regular TV and media appearances, writes for publications, including The Globe and Mail and The Huffington Post. And she has a great book, the, excuse me, Finding Your Fit, A Compassionate Trainer's Guide to Making Fitness a Lifelong Habit. Hi, Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me. And what an introduction. I'm honored to be on the show. And, you know, I can just go home and go to bed. You just made my day. <laughs> well, we can already tell how lovely and nice you are. So we're very excited. And I have to say, I've been doing Pilates for about five years, and I absolutely love it. And that was my fit. So what do you say to people who say, well, I don't like to exercise. Nothing really fits me. I don't like any of it. There is something for everyone. I think that is for sure. Tell us about your philosophy on this. Yeah, I just believe that, you know, being active has to be a non-negotiable. It's not something that you do, um, you know, when you have the time. You have to make the time. And part of wanting to make the time is just finding things that you enjoy. And I think so many of us try to, you know, what we do, what is good for our moms or our sisters or our best friends, as opposed to figuring out what's great for us, you know. I'll never forget, I took my mom to a spin class once, and my mom is the biggest supporter of me. She'll do anything, really. Aww. She got off the bike, <laughs> and she looked at me, and, and she's like, that was the worst experience of my entire life. I will do anything for you, but I will never do that again. So for her, if exercise meant going to spin classes, she just would never exercise. But she's super healthy. She's right. super fit. But it's because she gardens. She walks the dog. She goes to yoga. She does weights. But she's found things that she likes. And, you know, at the beginning, you might not love working out, but you have to at least find things that you don't hate. And then hopefully, gradually, you'll learn to love things. And you learn the way to love the way you feel afterwards. You know, I always say to people... The worse your mood, the more important the workout, because the worse you mm -hmm. feel, the more important it is to feel better. And working out is always going to make you feel better. You know, it's so true. I remember for the longest time I didn't work out. And Lisa, you would always talk about working out. And I'd be like, oh, I have to work out. I have to work out. I talk about being healthy and I'm eating all healthy, but I'm not working out. And, and funny enough, I was the person that was getting up at 5 a.m. pre-kids to go to the gym, to do my fitness classes. I was super motivated. And then once I had my kids and, you know, just keeping it up, I found got difficult. And then about a year ago, I found my fit. I found boxing and oh, kickboxing. Awesome. And oh, boxing I love is so it. much fun, right? I boxed in high school. It's such a great way to get out aggression and you just feel so powerful. Totally. And I found it. I loved it. It's kickboxing. It's to music. So now I go four times a week. And funny enough, I was just thinking, I used to be a huge fan. So Kathleen, you're based in the same city as I am. And there's something called Moksha Yoga here, which Lisa, yeah. which is a hot yoga. That's so and funny. I, I love there a couple yoga. Days ago. <laughs> because I'm doing a, I do the sweat test column for the Globe, and I was, I'm doing a sweat test of hot yoga. So I was actually at Moksha Yoga Danforth on uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, that's oh, so funny. funny. So I love Moksha Yoga. So my New Year's resolution was not that I make New Year's resolutions. I really don't. But my promise to myself was I'm going to get back to yoga this year because I do find that having finding your fit is great, and you know having kickboxing is amazing, and I feel in great shape, and I could you know feel healthy, but I do feel that I need a balance between yeah. the yoga and the kickboxing. What do you think well, about that? Well, part of finding your fit is finding that balance. You know, the thing I love the most in life, my true bliss of exercise is running, but that's also the hardest on my body. So what I always say to myself is, okay, mm -hmm. running might be my bliss, but you can't run to get in shape. You've got to get in shape to run. So I have to make myself do things that 
I don't love as much as running, but it's going to allow me to do what I love. So I make myself mm-hmm. go to yoga. I make myself stretch. Um, I do Pilates, which is another one of my loves, but it really does support running. And I do triathlons, which is running, swimming, and biking. And I don't love biking and swimming as much, but I always say, you know, the cross training is what's going to allow you to run until you're 110. So then I love it, right? <laughs> so sometimes it's about kind of tricking yourself and being like, okay, well, if, you know, if skiing is my love, but I can't always get you know, I can't ski six days a week because I have to work. Uh, well, then what can I do at the gym to allow me to do my love on the weekend? You know, I love that in the title of your book, Finding Your Fit, a compassionate trainer's guide to making fitness a lifelong habit. That compassion, I think, goes a long way. You know, we see the the TV shows with the hardcore trainer, you know, yo, honey, you got to move your fat ass. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I don't like that. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, so well, you talk know, to us about how you came to this way. <laughs> well, if, if it works, just, you know, the hardcore like trainer it. works for you, that's great. Every, everybody has to find yeah. what motivates them. You know, it's funny. So many people ask me about that word compassion. I don't know. I guess they think that it doesn't really work in the fitness field, but I think that's the most important thing about health is compassion because, you know, we all beat ourselves up for what we don't do, but it's often not a productive way to think, right? We feel sort of shame of what we have done, didn't do. And you know what I always say to people is if feeling guilty and feeling shame would is going to be beneficial, then feel, feel shame, but it's not. What's beneficial is saying, okay, I'm going to learn from my experiences. So yeah, I didn't go to the gym today, but it made me feel crappy. So tomorrow... Instead of saying, I'm not going to go to the gym again, I'm going to say, well, I would have felt better yesterday if I went to the gym. My future self will be happier if I go to the gym, so I'm going to do it. You know, So I tell my clients, when you fall off the fitness horse, you just get back on, but you get back on a more informed rider, which is where the compassion comes in, right? It's not, oh, I fell off my horse. Well, I might as well you know, miss seven more workouts and eat some cake. And you know, that <laughs> just spirals, whereas if you can say, okay, well, I made a choice that I'm not you know, happy about, fine. How do I learn from it? How do I grow from it? How do I make this experience worthwhile? It's like growth mindset. Mm, I really like that, the growth mindset. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, today it's in the 30s and it's raining. And I thought, you know what, I'm not going to take my two dogs out. I have two labs that really need exercise. And I thought, you know what, they could just play with themselves. And I was kind of feeling logy. And I thought, no, you know what? Just put on a damn raincoat, Lisa, and get your butt Absolutely. off the door. Good for like, you. Don't make excuses. You do what I, which is the and self-talk. now they're both sleeping. It's yeah. great, you know? And you probably feel better, right? It's good. Yeah. I do I always feel say better. to people, it's like better. that. You have to use, I call it my 10-minute rule. So when you don't want to do something, you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to do something for 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, if you want to stop, you stop. And at least you've done something. But normally, once you've done 10 minutes, you do at least 15 or 20 minutes. And then you feel way better afterwards. You know, it's the hardest part of anything is just starting, you know, and especially true with exercise. But the idea that you need the perfect workout, um, you know, perfection is the enemy of done. So stop going for perfection and just do it. Just do something. You know, Kathleen, I have a question. We have people who listen to us of all ages, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond. And is there, you know, would you give the advice of like, you know, Obviously, finding your fit at any age is important, but are there certain exercises we should be doing more of or less of as we get older? Yeah, I mean, your recipe is going to change. And that's one of the things I also say to people is, you know, don't worry so much about what you're going to be doing in, you know, the perfect recipe for in 30 years. If, you know, let's say right now you have two kids and all you can do is fit in stuff at home, but you love doing yoga outside the home, for example, then I say to people, okay, so, you know, get a DVD, do some yoga in the house, and then know that in the future, you want to do some yoga outside of the house. So it's about, you know, working towards that future self, but getting started now so you have something to tweak. And it sort of goes with what, what you just said is that your recipe is going to change throughout your lifetime. So as you get older, for example, 
um, naturally we lose uh, muscle mass and uh, balance and proprioception just because we tend to sit so much and we're less active. So, you know, as you get older, you have to prioritize weight training, for example, balance training, mm-hmm. uh, proprioceptive training, which is proprioception is your ability to know where you are in sort of time and space without looking. So um, you see a lot of people sort of hunched over as they get older, and that's partly because they're losing that ability to balance and have that proprioceptive feedback through their body. So, yes, your, your recipe is going to change, but that doesn't mean it can't um, be what you love. Like, so I look at my dad, for example, and he loves hockey. So he hasn't stopped playing hockey, but he's changed. And now, as opposed to a really aggressive league, he plays as he calls it the old-timers league. Um, You know, and it's more for fun. You know, and I'm sure my running will evolve when I get older as well, but I'm hoping that I will still be running. And if I'm not running, at least I'll be water running. And if I'm not water running, at least I'll be walking. Well, you know, years ago, I taught aerobics. Now, I'm 5'10", I'm all arms and legs, and I am not good at aerobics at all. But somehow I was teaching it. And luckily, I got a class of women who were 60 and over, and it was perfect. They didn't mind that I was clumsy. They didn't mind that I was slow. And they were still able to do their aerobics. It was a step aerobics. And we had so much fun. And I thought, if you put me in with a bunch of 20-year-olds, they would have kicked my butt and laughed me out of town. So, you know, I found my fit. You know, sometimes even if you're younger, you might not be so good. Whereas with swimming. I'm a really good swimmer. So I would want to swim with people who are more my speed, right? And and swimming's great because you can be 60 or 80 and still Absolutely. be a fantastic yeah. swimmer because it's so easy on your joints. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny thing with finding your fit. And as you said earlier about finding that sort of balance, because swimming is a really great thing, as you said, as you get older, because it's especially if you have any type of osteoarthritis, joint issues, but it doesn't have that um, bone density component. So you know, what sure. I would say to anybody who loves swimming is I would say, just make sure you also do stuff on land. Make sure you also do weights. It's all about what complements everything else, right? And having a, a oh, recipe definitely. that you get a little bit of everything. Now, Kathleen, would you say that as we get older, like, that's a good point. What you're saying is that we should be doing weights. So obviously you want to yeah. have weight strengthening. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what you feel the women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond should be doing, just obviously very quickly in terms of like, and I know we're generalizing, but just Yeah, kind of well, just fun, you know, functional idea. exercises that are going to help you with daily life, so squatting, bending, but, you know, squatting and bending with good form, so you can get down on the ground and play with your grandkids without injuring yourself, so you can lift up a heavy box. Uh, yeah, functional multi-joint movements are great in so many ways. They're good for fat burning, they're good for uh, metabolism, they're good for strength, they're good for posture, they're good for bone density. Anything um, that promotes good posture, I'm really a fan of. So that includes balance training, uh, that includes any type of upper back exercising. So rowing is a great idea. Not rowing the cardio, rowing, but like um, on the rowing machines at the gym for upper back work, lat pull downs, anything that strengthens your upper back, anything that stretches out the front of your body. We tend to get really tight because we sit so much. So lying on a foam roller and just letting your arms sort of open up. Um, in the book, in Finding Your Fit, I talk about the idea of uh, a color challenge. So just throughout the day, have a color like red, for example, I'm in my mom's kitchen right now because she has a landline and I don't. And so I'm looking at she has a big red pitcher. So if red was my color, then when I saw that big red water pitcher, I'd draw my shoulders back and sit tall. So having a sort of a mindfulness Ooh, trigger great. to help you with your posture. Um, you know, in the book, I also give lots of exercises you can do at your desk. So setting an alarm that has to go off uh, once an hour to do a couple of stretches because it's, you know, it's really great to do strength training in the gym, but you also have to, you know, you're probably only at the gym once or twice a week. So you also want to sort of pepper exercises into your daily life that's going to help with posture and mindfulness and awareness. And uh, especially if you're somebody who's fighting 
um, osteoporosis because with that you are going to really want to bend forward. So we want to fight that by doing exercises that improve your posture and stretch out your chest. Before we let you go, tell us a little bit more about the color thing you just mentioned. Oh, that sounds okay. like such a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really, really believe in finding ways to incorporate this in, you know, being active and health into your daily life. It's a non-negotiable for me. It's not like when, like will I exercise? It's when will I exercise? And so if you can't get to the gym, there's lots of ways that you can weave motion into your daily life. So one of them could be having a color challenge. So every time you see a color, you could decide that I see that color and I stand up taller. Or you could say, okay, I see that color um, and I'm going to have a glass drink of water. Or I see that color when you're walking and I'm going to speed up for 10 paces. So you get a little bit of interval training, right? Uh, but there's lots of ways oh, that you can great. pepper movement into your life. Fart-like intervals are a great example. They're sort of unstructured intervals. So you could say, okay, um, every time I see a stop sign, I'm going to speed up. Like if you're walking home from work, for example, you can say, say or every time I see a mailbox, I speed up towards that. So it's just, you know, there's just great ways. It doesn't have to be complicated fitness. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. You know, you just have to find your recipe so it fits into your daily life. Oh, I agree. I think it's so great. And speaking of great, Andrea, we've got such a fantastic sponsor this month. I am such a fan of Barleen's. Barleen's is the best. They make great fish oils and flax oils and they make this swirl, Kathleen. I don't know if you've tried it, but they've got this like mango peach and they have uh, key lime and they have orange creamsicle. It reminds me of those like creamsicles from when I was a kid. And my 12 year old daughter will ask, you know, ask me if I forget to fish oil. And I, and I know, Andrea, your kids love it too. It's oh, so good. Awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And but you know what? We're talking about fitness. So it's so fitting, right? Omega-3 is great for your joints, great for so many different parts of your body. So we are very grateful to Barleen's for sponsoring our show and making it possible so we could speak to people like you, Kathleen, which is amazing, right? Oh, so, it's my pleasure so, to see you guys. You have great energy. I loved it. Oh, oh thank you. you. Well, why don't you tell people how they could find you if they wanted to learn more about finding their fit? Yeah. So my website is KathleenTrotter.com and all the information is on there, but I'm also on social media. So my Instagram is Kathleen Trotter Fitness. And I'm on Facebook and my uh, Twitter is Trotter Fitness. And I always love to hear from readers. So you can contact me through my website or on social media. And any questions that you have, I'd love to answer them. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on our show today, Kathleen. I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Lisa Davis Radio Gal. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.